Hi and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. As you step into 2021, we wish you a very happy new year. The theme for this year is rebuild. Here is Pastor Geshom sharing on how God is ready and waiting to rebuild us into the people he desires us to be. Hi church, it's such a joy and a privilege to be bringing God's word to you today. Even as we've come to the last day and probably the few hours before we enter 2021. It's um I don't know, but I'm actually breathing a sigh of relief that we've completed 2020. And I'm sure many of you um, within yourselves are probably thinking, you know what, uh, can't wait for 2020 to get over. Probably everything that's happened in 2020 and that's currently happening in 2020 for us probably has just uh, been in such a way that we want to breathe a sigh of relief. But even as we enter 2021, even as we look into God's word, even as we just worship, even as we gave thanks for all that he's done, in spite of everything that's happened, can we, with that assurance, know that you're going to step in to 2021, knowing that God is with us, knowing that Jesus is with us. Uh, in fact, I don't know how many of you are actually prepared to enter to 2021, but uh, many predictions are coming as to what to expect for 2021. A lot of websites are giving a lot of articles out, a lot of blog posts are coming out. In fact, a lot of um, you know, economists are giving their own theories. You know, there's been a lot of uh, health awareness and people who are in that sector who are kind of like predicting what 2021 might hold and how you should be prepared. All this being said, if we do not have Jesus with us, with us, within ourselves, uh, if we don't have Jesus within our families, if we don't have Jesus in our church, we would not be able to see 2021 in a new light, in a new way in which God wants us to see us. And even as we saw last year, um, I'm saying last year because the, uh, as we started the year, we saw uh, from Psalm 65, even in the hard pathways, God will bring about an overflow. And all of us have been in that journey of being in a hard pathway. And even as we step into a new year, we would like to turn your attention today to read from 1 Peter chapter 2. And it goes on to say like this. Verses 4 onwards, it says, You are coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honor. Verse 5, And you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priests. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. Even as we read from 1 Peter chapter 2, the theme for this year is titled as Rebuild. And as we enter 2021, I strongly believe that God's going to rebuild us. We strongly believe God's going to rebuild each and every one of us in our church to his body, which he can use, which he can function through, through which he can actually shine his light into this world through us. And so today, even as we uh, meditate on this, even as we look into it, what is it going to uh, be for us to rebuild? What is it, what is it going to be us uh, to be these living stones so that God can rebuild into this unique shape that God wants. Uh, I would like for us to go and read the same verse in the message version. It goes on to say, Welcome to the living stone, the source of life. The workman took one look and threw it out. God set it in the place of honor. Present yourselves as building stones for the construction of a sanctuary, vibrant with life, in which you will serve as holy priests offering Christ-approved lives up to God. And today, as we read in message, it says we need to be a vibrant sanctuary. 
we're not going to enter 2021 uh, as, you know what, with the same way in which we are experiencing 2020. Okay, you know, let's just take it one day at a time. No, we're going to go into 2021 saying that God, no matter what comes, I'm going to be this living stone you're going to take and build. And so that when you build, we'll be exactly what you've created us to be in this world. It's not going to be easy. In fact, uh, rebuilding is a process where uh, there's a lot of time that's uh, allotted for it. And there's a lot of pressure because what happens is uh, there's already a construction that is there. If you take in uh, how buildings are being constructed when they have to tear it down and rebuild, time is a constraint. Within a period of time, they have to actually bring up the structure. And there's a pressure so that it has to be uh, more functional than what it was earlier because it's going to be built into something new that will function for the next 10 or 15 years. I'm reminded of uh, watching these uh, demolition videos of these Las Vegas hotels in that hotel strip. After it's functioning uh, of probably five years or seven years or 10 years, when they want to upgrade and you know have a better one, they begin this demolition process. And usually if the hotel is standing by itself without not much other hotels around, they you know detonate it and within a few seconds, in fact, uh, the last I saw was within a matter of six or seven seconds, they could bring an entire building down. And so today, when God wants to rebuild, sometimes it's going to look like that. Where certain areas of our lives, you know, where we've constructed these uh, buildings, you know, which God does not want. And as we've constructed those things, God will actually tear it down when we allow him to come. When we give him full control, he'll tear it down like that. He might just detonate and, you know, overnight, We'll see certain things in our life just crumble off and God start working. But then there are these other hotels that are actually located in close proximity to other hotels and they can't just detonate because the impact of it can be felt in the nearby ones. Glasses may shatter and, you know, there might be a lot of other civilian casualties. So what happens is they actually start demolishing it layer by layer. That's flow by flow. They start bringing it down. There's this one particular hotel where it was in such close proximity to many others that within a span of a year, they actually had to bring down the entire building of close to 25 floors right down, stripping it by floor by floor. And sometimes rebuilding will be like that, where it might be painful, where it might be God just removing one layer at a time with one experience after another. And in that process, as we enter into 2021, can we say, God, be it whatever area in my life, not just areas which I think, but areas which you think that needs to be rebuilt, can I give it to you so that you can take control and do what you have to do? I love how even as Peter quotes this, the psalmist also has quoted the same verse in Psalm 118. It goes on to say, The very stone the masons rejected as flawed has turned out to be the most important capstone of the arch, holding up the very house of God. The Lord himself is the one who has done this. And it's so amazing, so marvelous to see. When Jesus is referred to as a uh, cornerstone or to the stone, he didn't come for Israel as expected. And so that's what the psalmist says. The very stones the masons rejected as flawed. I don't know if you've seen how masons actually build a wall. So when they take a brick, when they are laying it, when they reach a corner and when in, in, if the brick doesn't fit, they have to break it to fit that particular corner. And so when you see, there will be a lot of bits and pieces which they would have flung out saying that it's not of use. And today, when Jesus came into this world, 
he didn't come to actually fit into the mold in which the masons wanted or which israel wanted or which we would like him to come and fit so jesus is this living stone that was rejected but then even as he left earth even as he gave us the holy spirit he became the foundational stone for all of us within the body of a church the global body of the church and so today if the church uh, gathers together if we all have to gather together uniformly we will be a representation of that living stone and so today god's actually calling us to be dependent on him god's actually calling us to you know say you know what if you are trying to fit into this world you're not going to fit into this world if you're following me you will be rebuilt and when that process starts god's going to start working in and through us i love how it says in the passion translation it says has turned out to be the important capstone of the arch holding up the very household of god he is that important piece in every one of our lives and so even as we uh, look into god what is it that you're going to rebuild in my life what is it that you're going to do in my family's life in form of rebuilding there are two things which i would like to leave with you and even in the next couple of weeks you're going to go in depth and to see in different areas what is it that god wants to rebuild the first thing i would want to uh, highlight is the fact that we have to realize that we need to be rebuilt often times even as i spoke uh, for christmas you know from romans you know we always are looking to be in tune with culture but the problem is with we follow jesus christ culture and jesus wouldn't actually you know mix hand in hand there is something that will make us stand apart and today are we willing to actually take that step of boldness and say god help me realize what is the area that i need to be rebuilt and it it it's going to take a lot of undoing from our side it's got to take a lot of relearning from us it's going to take a lot of dependency from our side not on ourselves but on jesus it's going to take a lot of intentionality where we kind of go back to jesus and say god this is the area which i you said i need to be rebuilt but i'm struggling in this area i'm struggling to do anything in this area help me it takes a lot of uh, perseverance prevailing you know the, it takes a lot of time going to his throne room as we read through psalm 139 it's a familiar passage a lot of us have read it a lot of us have in fact claimed it even for those of us who have been suffering with severe identity issues we've you know struggled to understand why is god created us like this but when we read it itself it's a way in which god tells i have intentionally done certain things and crafted you in such a way reading from 139 verses 13 to 16 it goes on to say you formed my innermost being shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside and wove them all together in my mother's womb I thank you God for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking and simply amazes me to think about it. How thoroughly you know me, Lord. You even formed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place, carefully, skillfully shaping me from nothing to something. You saw who created me to be before I became me. Before I'd ever seen the light of day, the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book even as we read through the psalm we see that god took so much time and effort to create us who we are today who we are today in this world who we are today for a time such as this and often times we are the ones who are not comfortable in who god's created us you know we have so many things to complain about physically and sometimes even uh, spiritually you know we 
we completely forgot saying, God, why am I like this? Why? But when we look into these verses, we see that he has been intentional about everything. And even as we read earlier that he wants us to be living stones, it's not something that he's created and just allowed us. He wants this constant communion with him where we go back to him and say, God, you are the giver of life. You are the one who will sustain me. So as a living stone, I want you to shape me. I want you to build me up. Even as the psalmist says that, even as he's created us, uh, you know, in our mother's womb, he still wants to work in us as long as we're living on this earth. He wants us to be dependent on him. He wants us to shape us and mold us. Jeremiah has his experience where he's asked to go to a water's house and God uh, gives him this revelation. And I'm going to read from Jeremiah chapter 18 onwards and goes on to say, The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, Go down to the potter's shop and I will speak to you there. So I did as he told me and found the potter working at his wheel. But the jar he was making did not turn out as he had hoped. So he crushed it and into a lump of clay again and started over. Then the Lord again gave me this message, O Israel, can I not do to you as this potter has done to this clay? As a clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. If I announce that a certain nation or a kingdom is to be uprooted, torn down and destroyed, reading was eight, but then that nation renounces its evil ways, I will not destroy it as I had planned. And if I announce that I will plant and build up a certain nation or kingdom, but then that nation turns to evil and refuses to obey me, I will not bless it as I said. I Jeremiah is here in a you know, in a potter's shop and he sees the potter working the clay. And God goes on to tell Jeremiah that I am willing to work on the clay and, you know, mold it and shape it only if the pot would allow or if that clay would allow. And looking through this, God goes on to say, if he talks about the nation of um, Judah, you know, he talks about the nation of Israel here where he says, uh, you know, they've thought that they've got it all, that they don't need God. That they only call God uh, when there are enemies at the battle lines. You know, that's where Israel was at times. That they were constantly calling him only when trouble came. And not during the good times. And not during times when they really uh, needed him in the everyday life. And so he's saying here, but Jeremiah, if they are willing to renounce. And renounce is basically to tell God, God, you know what? I don't have anything under my control. I, I can't do this. It's basically to say, God, uh, I'm, I'm a nobody here. I need you in the mix. And so when the potter starts working, when we realize that we need to be rebuilt and when we, we renounce and say, God, I need help. I need you to really shape me and mold me. He starts working in and through us. For those of us who are probably just started out of faith, started out, you know, knowing who this Jesus is, I would encourage you this 2021, realize that you need Jesus every day. Take that step. Ask him to, you know, uh, shape every area of your life. You know, renounce. There'll be so many areas where we know as an individual, I know, okay, this is an area that I've hidden from, you know, the people around, but this is, I, I can't hide this from God. Renounce it before God and God will start taking shape. The sooner we realize and the sooner we get to God and say, God, shape me and mold me, he's willing to do it. And he goes on to say, for those of us who've been mature in faith, for those of us who followed Jesus all along, can we realize and say, God, I can never come to a place where I have enough of you. I need you more. I need you more. And so the amazing thing about the experience of being with a potter is the, the way in which they mold us. And oftentimes, the some shape has been beautiful for a season. For some of us who are just getting into marriages, you know, or who are married now and are leading a uh, life with our spouse, you know, the way our 
uh, vessel is shaped right now will be different. But the minute you become a parent, the vessel will have to be shaped a bit more differently. And ask God, God, even as I'm entering this new role, as I become a parent, shape me, Lord. Or for probably for some of you, it could be even some uh, incident that's happened in your life or some occurrence that happened in your life where it's marred you and scarred you. And you feel like you're on a shell. Ask God, God, can you reshape me? Renounce to God. Tell God, God, this is who I am. He knows everything, but oftentimes he wants us to go to him and ask him for help. And when we ask for help, he's willing to change us and to shape us for who he wants us to be. First Peter chapter 1 verse 13 to 16. It's a prelude to what we read in First Peter 2. It goes on to say, So then prepare your hearts and minds for action. Stay alert and fix your hope firmly on the marvelous grace that is coming to you. For when Jesus Christ is unveiled, a greater measure of grace will be released to you. As God's obedient children, never again shape your lives by the desires that you followed when you didn't know better. Instead, shape your lives to become like the Holy One who called you. For scripture says, you are to be holy because I am holy. So today, even as we realize that we need to be rebuilt, can we ask God, God, shape us to be? Because when we decide to follow Jesus, there are characteristics, there are traits of Jesus that has to be seen in and through us. And they can only be seen when we actually allow him to work in us. It says in the message version when we read earlier in 1 Peter 2, present yourselves as building stones for the construction of a sanctuary, vibrant with life. Today, the world will only know Jesus through your life and how vibrant it is. What are you passionate about? What are you breathing and telling about? You know, yeah, we can be passionate about so many things. For some of us, it can be cooking. For some of us, it could be sports. For some of us, it could be music. For some of us, it could be, you know, movies. You can be passionate. For some of us, it could be video games. We can be passionate about everything. But all, all of that is just probably the top layer of cake. But the minute you go deeper into it, when you take that scoop, it has to be more of Jesus. You know, I love what Charles Spurgeon says. He says, the Bible is not the light of the world. It is the light of the church. But the world does not read the Bible. The world reads Christians. You are the light of the world. The Bible is not the light of the world. And it says it is the light of the church. Who are we today? We are the church. Today, 2021 onwards, church is going to look different. Your home is going to be your church. In fact, over the last eight, nine months, your home is your church. What is God actually going to rebuild in your home, homes itself? What are the things physically that he wants you to, you know, change and move things around so that your focus is entirely to what God's called you, from the things that we see, from the things that we do around the house, from sometimes, you know, our very own idols are within the, our own house. God will kind of like reshape everything this year so that we'll be focused. And when we realize that we are being rebuilt, we'll be able to see that what we are being made is only for his glory. The second thing that we are going to see is as we are realize that we're going to be rebuilt, we also need to recondition ourselves to be rebuilt. I'm going to continue on reading from 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. It says, So abandon every form of evil, which is deceit, hypocrisy, feelings of jealousy and slander. In the same way that nursing infants cry for milk, you must intensely crave the pure spiritual milk of God's word, 
for this milk will cause you to grow into maturity, fully nourished and strong for life, especially now that you have a taste of the goodness of the Lord, Yehovah, and have experienced his kindness. So when I say we need to recondition ourselves, we need to recondition ourselves to do it the Jesus way, not our way. We don't recondition it so that it fits our circumstance. We don't recondition it to fit, uh, you know, our present situation that we are in. If you notice, when Jesus starts working in our life, he never prepares us for the current situation that we are in. He, yeah, he will deliver us. He will be with us. All that is there. But he kind of prepares us for the later few steps that we're taking, for things that will come in life in the next couple of months, the following year. So what is it that we're going to allow Jesus to recondition ourselves? As we read in this verse, it says we need to abandon and we need to intensely crave for something. And uh, it's interesting, there's a footnote here in the, uh, for the word abandon. It says in um, the Aramaic word, it means uh, when you abandon the feeling of being in an oasis, in a restful place. And so if you notice, many a times when we abandon certain things, we uh, intensely are craving for it more and more. You know, I, I know how many of you, for those of you, uh, it's an interesting time to be talking about abandoning because we are going to intentionally abandon certain things. A lot of us are going to probably cut cheese out of our diet or probably going to cut meat out of our diet or we're probably going to decide to do certain things. But uh, our, because we're used to already having all of this, there will be certain cravings that we have. We're going to have certain resolutions. But when, the, when Peter's talking about here, when we abandon certain things, are we in a restful place within ourselves? In our minds, in our spirit, are we in a restful place? Even as Peter is actually talking about uh, being in a place of rest, when he uses the word abandon here, are we in a place of rest when we are letting go of evil, when we are letting go of our evil ways, when we are letting go of our evil thoughts, when we are letting go of uh, slander here, when we are letting go of jealousy here, are we in a restful place? It is a tough place, you know, especially for those of us who um, uh, have dealt with insecurity, you'll realize that when God is telling you, you know, I've, I've created, you need to be insecure who I've created you to be, you'll soon realize on and off that it'll start kicking in. We are not in a restful place. We are in a troubled place. That's where we need more of God. And I, the reason why I've taken this word reconditioning is, uh, there are a lot of, um, for the first and foremost thing when you say recondition is, a lot of us, for those who drive cars, will be reconditioning our batteries. Within a span of three years or four years, our car batteries die out. And uh, oftentimes, we change it for a new one. You know, the mechanic will say, put a new one. It will last you for the next three, four years. But there's a process of reconditioning where, you know, they kind of clear out everything inside. The shape of the battery remains the same. They clear everything inside and they fill it again with distilled water. And then they uh, repurpose it for it to work again. A lot of them go on to say reconditioned batteries are more effective. Reconditioned um, batteries are more greener for the earth. You know, you're not actually um, wasting anything. You're actually repurposing it. And today, God is uh, in a physical body. God's created us. God's created us, created our identity. God's created our spiritual being. God wants to recondition. He wants to flush out everything that is not of his and he wants to put everything, you know, of his word into our lives. He wants to put everything into our spirit. He wants to put everything into our emotions so that we'll be able to so be crafted and we'll be reconditioned to do it Jesus' way. We'll be reconditioned to showcase him more and more. 
Second Peter chapter 2 verse 11 to 12 says, My divinely loved friends, since you are resident aliens and foreigners in this world, I will appeal to you to divorce yourselves from the evil desires that wage war within us. Live honorable lives as you mix with unbelievers, even though they accuse you of being evildoers, for they will see your beautiful works and have a reason to glorify God in the day he visits us. If I do not preach about suffering, the gospel will be incomplete. And today, as followers of Christ, when we realize that we need to be rebuilt and we recondition our lives for Jesus to rebuild us, when he starts working in and through us, taking everything that's not of his out and you know filling it up with him, with his word, with, with, uh, with his promises, you'll soon realize that we cannot be in tune with the world. We will be in the world, as it says here, we will be aliens, we will be like foreigners. For those of you who actually lived abroad, you'll realize that uh, you can live abroad, you can, uh, you know, you can uh, be a citizen there, you can do all that. But then innately, you, uh, you, your heart will long to be in your homeland. You know, my very name, Gesho, means a stranger born in a foreign land. And I was born in Dubai. And um, even as I came back here, there's a sense of peace. A lot of my friends ask, are you happy being in India? I said, yeah, I've always been happy here. The, uh, there is that difference that will be there. We will soon realize, you know what? It's okay for me to even suffer something here in this world because my eternity is secure. Because my eternity is set with Jesus. Because my eternity is set knowing that I'm going to live and see Jesus face to face. And so Peter goes on to say, you need to divorce yourselves from this world. And so today, the culture of the world will not work with the culture that God's choosing to build in our lives. Are we willing to let go and recondition? And so as we go through the next couple of weeks with regard to rebuild, we're going to see how God's going to really reshape so many patterns in our life. We're going to see how he's going to reshape so many areas of our life so that he will be the only focus. So even as we abandon things of this world, let's intensely crave for more of Jesus. And so this year today, as we enter 2021, church, I would request you, let's all intensely crave for more of Jesus. Let's read his word like never before. Let's not read it just for the sake of reading it and getting a tick mark on our Bible app or, you know, to make sure we've completed. No, let's read so that God can do something different. Let's read so that we can claim some promises, not just for ourselves, but for our children and for their children's children. Let's intercede. Let's stand in the gap and see God move. Let's see how God can bring many others into his fold so that they can be built. And just imagine, as God is building each and every one of us, as he's shaping us, as he's turning us to be this unique piece, just imagine a collective of all of us, how we would be and what the function of all of us would be like. As I said earlier, for those of us who've intentionally making this decision, conscious decision to ask Jesus to rebuild our lives. It's going to take a lot of time and it's going to take pressure. Pressure because we're going to be in direct conflict with the values of the world. We're going to be in direct conflict with what the world dictates. But are we willing to see God come through? Rick Warren says this beautifully. He says, God changes caterpillars into butterflies, sand into pearls and coal into diamonds using time and pressure. He's working on you too. 
today to make something beautiful it requires time and it also requires to go through the pressure of that work that we take to create something beautiful church i know for so many of you you might be like you know what you probably wanted to hear a promise verse you probably wanted to hear something positive but the entire bible is full of god's promises there's just not one verse that you can take and say that this is what god wants you to hold on to but god wants you to entirely hold on to his word knowing that he is sovereign so today with that assurance i would ask you can you trust your maker can you trust your god can you trust your future you know uh, we can be well informed and step into 2021 or we can be like lord whatever happens whatever comes my way my trust in you in 2021 will be unshakable so church even as we step into 2021 can we step into the assurance not being uh, well informed of what the future holds or what analysis says or what you know the different uh, news agencies are saying but can we step in knowing that jesus i trust you i trust my maker i trust my god i trust my savior i trust my redeemer i trust the everlasting one and when jesus starts working in us and when he starts rebuilding us he'll make us this sanctuary which is vibrant with life so that we'll be able to give life to others who are hurting church today let's hold on to god's word like never before let's hold on to the community that god's placed us in like never before because if there's one thing that will get you past another year however it may turn out is the fact that you need believing people around you who can journey along with you who can pray along with you who can stand along with you no one here is you know built and complete we are all in the process of being worked and god's working in us so today even as i conclude can we realize that we all need to be deep and can we recondition ourselves to say god we wanted to do with the jesus way we want to do with you all day no matter what happens thanks for listening to this message we hope you were blessed to hear more messages like this make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes if you like what you are hearing consider rating us subscribing and even sharing it with friends that would really help us for more content from we are zion and to connect with us go to weazion.in remember whoever finds jesus finds life